listening to RPC Ramblings, a podcast by Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. Hope you enjoy the chat. Well, hello and welcome to RPC Ramblings. Uh, today I am joined with a co-host, um, Leslie Ann Wilkinson. Hey, Alex. Hey, Leslie Ann. And we're also joined uh, with a special guest today, <laughs> um, Scott McManamy. How's it going? Very special guest. Yes, very special guest. It's right. right. Um, today we're going to be thinking about God uh, being being spirit. Um, but before we do that, uh, for those of uh, of you who are listening and you maybe don't know who who Scott is, Scott, would you like to tell us a wee bit about yourself? What you've I'd love to. I'd love to. Uh, I'm Scott. I'm 26. Uh, I'm married to Ruth, and I'm Elijah's dad. He's our a uh, little one-year-old who is uh, just an absolute delight. Um, I am the family discipleship worker at First Quarter Down, so uh, I'd like to see myself as, as your friend, not your enemy. And uh, yeah, um, I'm currently on furlough, so I've got loads of free time uh, to sit here and talk to you guys. So yeah, that's good to be here. Great. I, I think we're all um, we're probably all trying to do the the same thing um, with. You know, me and Leslie and being discipleship workers at Rich Hill, and then you've been family discipleship worker at, at First Port of Down. Um, you say you're in furlough. What have you been up to? Have you been <laughs> anything exciting? Um, I don't know if you could call it exciting. Uh, I've been putting in a garden for my parents, so uh, mm-hmm. just a bit of manual labor. Uh, they built a house in the last couple of years and haven't got around to doing the garden yet, so I've been. Um, digging out flower beds, laying down membranes, planting a whole load of plants, shoveling tons of stones. So uh, that's been a, a good way to earn back that, that 20% that's gone missing, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, as well sure. as kill some of the time. Spent a good bit of time with our wee boy Elijah. He recently got um, surgery for cochlear implants. He's deaf. So uh, cochlear implants, what they do is they help you hear. Um, well, I guess, yeah, that's a simple way of putting it. So it's been quite fun the last couple of months watching him learn how to hear, mm. watching his brain process signs and uh, watching him respond. So I've been listening to a lot of great music, in my opinion. You know, I want <laughs> to be raised on the classics, Earth, Wind and Fire, Foo Fighters, John Mayer. Um, yeah, whole, whole range of good, good stuff. So a lot of, lot of gardening, a lot of music. Uh, I've been playing a wee bit of music myself, trying to, trying to keep my brain from turning to mush. I love it. Yeah, no, I can see your, your room in the background and it's full of musical instruments. Um, yeah, I mean, you, it's probably been the most interesting uh, lockdown we've had. Most people are saying, you know, I'm reading books and yeah. <laughs> doing this and that and, you know, getting some res out in the garden. Um, I have piles of books that I thought, right, you know, lockdown's happening. I'm going to have loads of time to read. I think I spent far too much money on books. Don't tell my wife. And I have read... <laughs> I've read one entire book, and I say one entire book, it was like 70 pages, and like <laughs> big text, pictures of the colour and all, and then uh, I recently sure started... sure that wasn't another... Elijah's book? <laughs> <laughs> no comment, and I recently started another book, um, and I'm six chapters in, so that's, I would usually read a book a week, um, so my, my brain is just wow. uh, dying here, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well you've been doing other things, and uh fairly interesting fairly enjoyable things as well um i'm sure lizanne how are you doing yeah i'm good yeah um every time i hear of someone like getting all these other things done i'm just a little bit jealous I'm like oh i wish i was like reading a coloring book or whatever it was but uh no <laughs> we're good uh yeah same old cornhill finishes up soon so that'll be a bit more time in the week which would be nice although be sad but nice to have time 
yeah, all good here. Super, great. Well, this morning we're going to be thinking about God being spirit. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll jump right in. Um, what do we mean when we say that God is spirit? Um, it's probably helpful to start off thinking about what we don't mean. Um, you know, when we say God's spirit, what we don't mean is the way um, a 60-year-old hippie in California says that they're spiritual. You know, it's not like God's spiritual, but not religious. Um, it, it's, it's also not like he's Casper, the friendly mm. ghost, mm. you know, some sort of thing that floats about. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's probably more helpful to start off with. What don't we mean? He's not, so he's not Casper. He's not a hippie. Uh, and it also means he's not human, right? Because you and I, yeah, yes, we're, we're embodied people. We're, we're body and soul, but none of us can say we are spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's probably more helpful place to start. Mm-hmm. And I guess even linking back um, to last week when we were talking about the Trinity and Harrison had said about how God is one in essence and three in persons. So whenever we say God is spirit, we are saying that in his essence, he is spirit. So we're not only talking about the Holy Spirit. I think there's been a bit of confusion there as well, um, that we are like honing in on one person of God, but in his essence, he is spirit, that he is divine. He is, as God has said, he is not limited by a body. Um, he's not limited to lo- location the way that we are. Um, so yeah, I think those are some other things that we that we mean when we say God is spirit. Yeah. So first, first Timothy uh, one seventeen talks about God saying He's immortal, invisible. You know, mm-hmm. sort of that that's, uh, inspires that absolute banger of a hymn, yeah. immortal, <laughs> invisible, God only wise. Don't know if you sing that RPC, but oh, you yeah. should if you don't. Um, <laughs> and, and that should that should remind us, you know, God's God's not like us. Mm-hmm. You know, He's completely different, and that's that's a really good thing. Um, like so often, we have a temptation in our minds to make our vision of God, just a bigger us. Mm-hmm. I mean, so often for me, God is like a cosmic Scott McManamy. Um, and I'm sure it's the same for you, maybe not a cosmic Scott McManamy, <laughs> a big cosmic pal or a cosmic Leslie or a cosmic, I don't know, Pastor Al or whatever it is. But he's not, he's completely different. Uh, and that's really good because he doesn't have our same bias. He doesn't have our same ungraciousness. Um, he doesn't have our same limitations. I mean, I'm 26. I think that's pretty young. And already, I am just a tired, tired old man. Uh, I have a sore back <laughs> from all this gardening. I have a sore elbow. If you told me when I was 18 that your elbow could be sore, I would have laughed at you. I have a sore elbow. I have so many different limitations that God doesn't have because he's spirit. And that is just, that's different for you altogether. Yeah, I think that's um, I think that's incredibly helpful um, in the sense that it, God is is not like us. Um, he is so different um, uh, to us uh, because he is he is spirit. He is not bound um, physically. Uh, he is, he's without limits, um, uh, and and because of that, there's actually so much comfort for us um, to to take in that um, that that actually like we, we can we can draw to someone um, who is so much bigger and greater than us and as you say scott um it's not just um a, a cosmic pal that we're thinking about because often we we we, we want to understand god in our terms to, to mm-hmm. in a box him in and control him um and yet we're not saying that we're saying that god is so much bigger and is so much more um be, beyond us um Scott, you said we want to talk about God from from what we are by saying 
things that of what he's not. So, um, you know, God is is not ghostly. Um, but what about the positive spin on that of affirming what God is when we talk about God being being spirit? What kind of things do we do we want to say? Yeah, I think I think pretty much what I said already. You know, he's not he's not bound. He doesn't have the same limitations we are. He is powerful and completely different, and that's a good thing. Um, it's a, it's a good thing that God isn't like us. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the positive spin on it. Yep, um, I think as well. You know, probably some things that come to mind is that because God is spirit, He is He's also um, independent. Um, and I know we've already kind of touched on that, but He doesn't. He's independent in the sense that um, He doesn't need us um, because He's not bound. Um, by anything um so god being spirit how how does god being spirit um how does it shape our, our view of who he is how does it how does it comfort us how does um yeah how, how do, why does this really matter and um, that god is spirit yeah well i think um a few things even just picking on from what has already been said like the fact that god is not like us um, so someone had said um, about how a, we are made in God's image, but he is not made in ours. And I think that's a really helpful perspective in terms of worship, that uh, God is so much greater than, than we can understand. He is not just a better version of us. Um, he is beyond our comprehension, although we, we seek to understand and love him well, knowing that uh, in one aspect, knowing that he is spirit shows that we can't fully understand him and therefore we can only bow down in worship, that he alone is worthy of worship. Um, so I think it just gives us a much greater view, uh, well, as much as possible, a greater view of who God is um, and who we are not. Uh, so it really just helps us put it in a, in a healthy perspective of how we can't fully understand and that that's good. Because if we could understand God, he'd be a very weak God. I think we maybe we even said that before, but um, the fact that he is spirit, the fact that, that he is not like us in all these good ways um, means that he alone is worthy of our praise. Yeah, I think um, you know one of the things that's really really stood out to me with um, with God being spirit, and as we think about this and why this really matters is, um, and Scott, Scott, you've already said this. You you both already said this is that when we're reminded that God is so much greater um, than us, um, it humbles us um, mm. in re- reminding us of of our limitations and just our brokenness and our frailty and just how small um we are i know i've kind of talked about when we think of god as a we think of like cosmic whoever um but i think one of the other things actually is when we think of god um being spurred and so much greater than us is that we are reminded of how small how Mm -hmm. how needy um we are Um, it doesn't create a, a cosmic idea of ourselves um, actually, it it creates an accurate um, view of ourselves mm. when we uh, when we look at God and uh, when we see Him and and then what we're what we're really like. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like I think of my limitations even now. You know, for breakfast, I have just have my breakfast there, uh, a bit late, whatever. Uh, uh, some chalky brioches and a coffee inspired by Harry McNeely's Instagram <laughs> account. Uh, and already, I can feel myself being thirsty because of that. I didn't drink enough water. Um, you know, I even even to record a podcast, I have so many limitations. Um, 
I am so small and weak and helpless. Um, and God is not. God is powerful and in control. He is not bound. He is, um, as you say, independent. Uh, and he's a God who wants us to come to him and rely on him by his spirit. Um, that is that is good news. That is good news for weak people. It's uh, Yes, yeah, Scott, you know, you talk about it, this is good news for weak people. And I think one of the other things, um, which hopefully ties into what you're saying, is that God is so far beyond us. I guess it begs the question, how can we come to know him? Um, how do we actually then, if, if God is spurred, one of the things God being spurred is that he is, he's invisible. Um, but how do we actually come to know him? How do we actually come to, to see uh, see God? Because um, you're right, Scott, that, that God he invites us to, to, to commune with him and to enter into a relationship with him through Jesus Christ. But I guess we don't want to say that that's not something we can do in and of ourselves or, or by ourselves. But mm. um, I guess it means that God has come to us and um, this, this spirit, this independent, this majestic God has, has come to us. So how do we see God then? Or how do we enter into that relationship and experience that good news? Because um, I think you're spot on. Yeah, well, as we've talked about before, primarily we, God has... has um condescended to us in Christ that you know we read this incredible um passage in Philippians 2 about how Christ emptied himself that he humbled himself um in human form and into the point of death on the cross so that we these weak limited human beings could know God and could come into relationship with him and so primarily in Christ we see this God who is spirit embodied physically we know that the christ was physical we know that the resurrected christ is still in his embodied state and um, so we have this incredible good news of the gospel that this spirit who we could not um, be like we could not reach up to has instead come to us in the person of christ and um, so that's our primary way of seeing of seeing god i'm sure scott you have more to say on that too yes lily and this is a god who is um who reveals himself to us in scriptures you know how do we how do we get to know this god well we get to know him as presented through jesus christ and his word mm-hmm. in the scriptures um he, he's such a good god that he gives us this and not only does he give us his word but then as god being spirit he gives us his spirit to help mm-hmm. us understand his word he's not a god who leaves us hanging or you know uh, meets us halfway he does he does the work for us um he wants us to get to know him though we can never comprehend all that god is actually we, we never will um one day you know the bible talks about seeing god that means we'll grow in, in knowledge of him and in, in glory um but we'll we'll never comprehend all that god is um but he does want to help us understand his character understand his heart um and he does that through jesus christ and the scriptures absolutely and even scott what you're saying like post Christ's death and resurrection ascension and um, we're in this really amazing time in history where we because we have the spirit dwelling in us because of Christ's finished and accomplished work and because God is spirit and he is in all places at all times we don't have to go to a specific place to worship or we don't have to um, be in a specific city like Jerusalem or in the temple um, like whenever we read in John 4 about Jesus talking to the woman at the well and say, and he, there Jesus says that God is spirit and that we're to worship in spirit and truth. 
Like it's a lot of what you're already saying about how we can do that because of the indwelling spirit. Because the point there was that she couldn't go to the temple. Um, but Jesus is saying, like, from here on in, that that's, that's not necessary. Because God is spirit, because he is everywhere, and because we have the spirit dwelling in us, we can worship at all times and in all places. And that's an absolute game changer. So like we're talking about how, how do we know God? Well, exactly what Scott said, because of that indwelling spirit at all times and all places, like three of us separate here um, physically, but each indwelt by the Holy Spirit. So there's, there's an incredible element of, um, of that finished work of how that changes how we worship and how that changes our ability to know God somewhat in the first place. Yeah, sure. I mean, like our worship is no longer bound to a place. Our worship yeah. is in Christ. Um, our worship is no longer, you know, that passage speaks of um, worship, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. That means mm-hmm. our worship's no longer according to the flesh, mm-hmm. you know, rigid rules without life and without really any hope. But our worship is now according to the spirit, uh, where we worship God in all parts of our lives with who we are, uh, living the life that he wants us to live, to give glory to him, knowing that he gives us fullness of life here and now. And by dwelling our hearts by the spirit, he, he gives us a sure and certain hope for the future. Um, my mind goes to uh, Romans 8. Like Romans 8 is just one of those passages in scripture that honestly I could just lie in for the rest of my <laughs> life. It is just gorgeous. Um, but Romans 8 verses, uh, let me get it here. Verses, uh, Romans 8, 8 to 11 says those who are in the flesh cannot please god you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit if in fact the spirit of god dwells in you anyone who does not have the spirit of christ does not belong to him but if christ is in you uh, although the body is dead because of sin the spirit is life because of righteousness the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you like that is just unbelievable because God is spirit we we can properly worship we can properly live with a proper life according to God um if if God wasn't spirit if God was like us we we wouldn't have that we wouldn't have all that hope we wouldn't have that access. We wouldn't have that certainty. Um, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I think uh, w- one of the things that I um, I love about the book of Ephesians uh, and Ephesians one in particular, you know, Paul starts out by talking mm. to Christians and saying, "You have absolutely every spiritual blessing um, in Jesus Christ," mm-hmm. um, and those those blessings that 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 we have in Christ, they're not detached. They're not something. They're not blessings that we uh, long for, or, or that are that are in the future. Um, actually, because Christ, um, the Spirit of Christ, dwells in our hearts through through faith, uh, mm-hmm. every spiritual blessing in Jesus Christ is ours already. Yeah, that Colossians three tells us that mm-hmm. Christ is our life, and because Christ is our life, uh, we share all that is His. Uh, that like that's all that's unreal. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's incredible, um, Scott. You you say it, like this is obviously unreal, um, and it is. And I think one I think one of the great things about the fact that we have every spiritual blessing in Christ, um, that that our life is, is Christ, is is that then um, we have hope in this mm-hmm. life. We have real comfort in this life. 
um and and actually we have we have a god who we can uh, we can go to um who understands um and who who brings real hope um Mm -hmm. and i wonder how does that then change how we we do relationships with one another who what do we point people to in times of of suffering and hardship um, if we're saying that the spirit of Christ dwells in us, how does it change? Sure. So I, I think I think a danger is here that we say, you know, our hope is 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 only when we die. You know, mm. when we die and go to heaven, that's that's it. You know, that's that's when we can rest easy. And, and you know, to agree, that's true. But God, because He's Spirit, because He's with us now, because He dwells in our hearts, He wants us to have hope and encouragement here and now. Like that's why Jesus says. Um, you know, I'll, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Behold, I'm with you always, even to the ends of the earth. You know, Jesus isn't, you know, by our side as a man. He, he dwells in our hearts by the Spirit. Uh, and that's encouragement for here and now. Um, because God is not Spirit, and because, as we've said, He's not bound, He's not limited, um, he, he won't let us down. Like, He can't. If, if it's impossible for him to let us down he won't let us down in the way that we're used to you know even even our most treasured loved ones whether we like it or not will let us down and if they haven't yet if you're listening and you're like well that's not true well it, it is true they will um i know i let down the people that love me the most on a daily basis but god can't let us down you know we think of the ways people let us down um uh, maybe they can't be with us because of geography, maybe because of time constraints, um, maybe even because they've passed away. That's a sad reality. Um, maybe they can't help. They're just unable to help us. Um, uh, maybe maybe they can't keep a promise that they don't mean. Um, that happens. I know that happens me. I make promises that I mean, and I just can't keep them. Um, but but God's not bound. God's not bound, but in the same way that we are by our bodies and our brokenness and our sin, He's not. So in times of suffering, in times of discouragement, in times where we feel just dislocated from this world and from truth, we can know that because God is spirit, He is always with us. Jesus Himself promises us that if we believe in Jesus, we have the great Comforter living in our hearts to help mm. us, to encourage us, to spur us on, to bring us to the end. He, he gives us the great helper to help us help others, to help us live for him. I mean, it has so many implications. You say, who do we point to? It means that we no longer try and uh, bring people to ourselves. And we all have a temptation to do that. Here, let me tell you what I think. Mm-hmm. It means actually... Hey, I can point you to one who is so much greater than I am. He doesn't have all the limitations and sin and mess and crap that I have. Um, let, let me let me tell you about a great God mm. who can help you, who promises to help you. And as you said, Alex, earlier, who gives you everything you need, every spiritual blessing, that's everything you need for this life to the next in Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's... Um... It's amazing, and actually, one of the things, just as I, as I hear you talk, Scott, you know, you, uh, you you mentioned you quoted different scriptures there, and you know, you, you you highlighted again the Ephesians aspect of every spiritual blessing in Christ, and I think one of the, the things that when we think about the Spirit of Christ dwelling in us, 
you've just painted a life transforming picture um, when we understand God being in spirit, the spirit of Christ dwelling in us, God never leaving us nor forsaking us. And that is something I guess we really come to see um, in scripture. And, and I guess one of the things I'm just thinking about now is that if, if we're saying that the spirit of Christ dwells in us and that changes our life, then actually how we view scripture and study in the Bible um, is completely transformed. It's not just something we do. It's not just a tick box. Actually, we're coming to know uh, this, this God who has revealed himself to us, who, who dwells in us, who uh, the more we know him, the more we worship him in truth and um, mm-hmm. we're going to be transformed. Like if, you, if you're reading scripture and you aren't constantly finding yourself surprised or amazed or blown away or challenged, you're reading it wrong or you're not reading scripture. <laughs> I mean, those are the only two options um, because this is the God of spirit and truth who reveals himself to us so that we may worship him in spirit and truth and find all the encouragement in our life that he gives. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's really helpful. Um, I think it's fair to say that God being spirit and us say, uh, thinking about thinking about this and um, really matters it actually has huge life transforming implications um in in jesus christ um are there any closing thoughts uh, comments that you want to leave uh, people who are listening with as we wrap up yeah i mean i guess one thing that, that springs to my mind is um if, if i think of i guess i you know i think a lot of this is really comforting you know, God is spurting with us. There, there is also a challenge. Um, I think the challenge is, well, twofold maybe. Well, there's probably notes, but two things I'm going to pick up on. Other brothers and sisters, right, who we struggle to love. Hmm. If God is happy to dwell in them by his spirit, if he's happy to, to save them and to give them everything that he gives to me because of his spirit, because he is spirit, Am I going to be reluctant or slow to accept them or love them? Mm. Um, you know, God, if God's happy to dwell in that person, why am I not happy to quickly, I mean quickly, receive them and love them um, and treat them as a brother and or sister? Because that, that's who God makes them. The second one, um, you know, uh, you love you love mission pal you're all about mission and i think that's great the second one's a missional challenge um if, if god is not bound in the same way we are right if he's not bound by money if he's not bound by uh sin bodies weaknesses whatever why, why are we not quicker to share his good news with other people be that you know, I think of my own my own life, be it unbelieving family members, unbelieving friends, or even you know, you know, church planting or going overseas, anything like that. Why why are we slow? Because God's not blind. He's spirit. He's everywhere. He gives us His spirit. He shows us His truth, and He promises to do the work, not us. Um, so why are we? I guess yeah. Why are we? If God is spirit, why are we slow? Why are we the slow to love our brothers and sisters, and why are we slow to love the world? yeah i think um i think that's uh that's uh, yeah i'm just uh i think it's excellent you know as we as we think about god being god being spirit the implications here are just so vast and they have so many there's so many ways in which god being spirit speaks um 
to our human relationships, both with those who already are Christians, who are believers, and with those who do not know Jesus yet. Um, and I guess the challenge is that we may go quickly to, to both um, yeah. the Christian, um, because God dwells in them, and to the non-Christian, because God is spirit, we want to see them worship in, in spirit and truth and encounter um, this, this great God, um, the Lord Jesus. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, thank you both for um, your, your chat. I think this has been, this has been excellent. It's been really helpful for, for me personally. Lots to, to go away and, and to think about. Um, for those of you who have listened in, hopefully you have really enjoyed um, this discussion. Um, Scott, thank you especially for, for coming on. Um, pleasure. Pleasure. And sharing, sharing with us. Um, but we'll see if you get the, the call up every game. Um, voice, uh, honestly, you, you've been great, and it's been uh, super. I'll um, send you an invoice to the post. Yes, yes, do, man. Um, we have a few others to pay. Um, yeah. But thank you very much for listening, and we will uh, chat again soon. Thank you. Take care. Bye.